This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Today's episode is brought to you by our online course, Hormones. Understand and balance your hormones naturally. Just go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. This 17-session course is only $19.99 and includes $30 in bonuses, including a discount on hormone-related treatment at our clinic where we serve patients from around the world. to this idea of detoxification and lifestyle connection. There's a lot of things to talk about with this. When we talk about detoxification, we really um, need to talk about this idea of what are these toxicants and how do they really work? Yeah, and, and what is a toxicant and why can a little go so, so, so far? You know, it's thought uh, in the Environmental Protection Agency that uh, toxic levels are nanograms, picograms hmm. per mil. You know, and we talk about, you know, low levels. Is this really even significant? Well, it is. And specifically, we talk about this idea of xenobiotics, these chemical substances that are actually foreign to life. And really, when you look at this idea, these xenobiotics are present in many parts of our life today without us really realizing it. As a matter of fact, there's a recent study that was done on uh, the blood and umbilical cords. Crazy stuff. They were finding the the top uh, four or five toxicants slash xenobiotics that are in our world are in the baby's umbilical cord. And as we understand toxins, the way they're so, um, you know, really everywhere in our, in our world, we need to understand that those are being passed down to generation to generation to generation. And when that happens, we're seeing a change in the outcome of health. And to that end, we're seeing a lot of cancers rise up. Okay? I mean, really, 600,000 people die every year, approximately, of cancer. That number is trending up rapidly. It will probably, uh, sad to say, cross over heart disease as the number one killer uh, of all Americans. Now, probably happen in our lifetime. I would surmise that that happens in the next five years. That's how bad it is right now. These things that are foreign to life, these xenobiotics are everywhere. Yes. And and they're in places that we really don't even stop to think about. They're in pesticides. Mm. And our pesticides are on our fruits and vegetables and in our food sources. And we consume these every single day. Remember, we talk about the most important medical decision is at the end of your fork. And if it's full of these things called organophosphates or organopesticides, our body oftentimes doesn't have the ability to detoxify these mm. in a proper manner. It's also in plasticizers. You think about how many things do you drink out of a plastic bottle? Do you carry your food to work in, in plastic and heat it in microwave? What about pollutants, mm. these industrial chemicals, these dioxins, petrochemicals and fuels, and also these solvents, things that we use to clean the house with, things that we use to clean the floor with, things that we use to clean the shower with. Uh, they're also in pigments, paints, dyes, and even things we put on our skin like perfumes, mm. the things that help us make us smell good. But we don't even think that these are xenobiotic. They're also in preservatives and flame retardants. And then 
Last but not least, they're in pharmaceuticals. So if you're taking a pharmaceutical or even over-the-counter medication and you're taking that every single day, you're being exposed to these xenobiotics. And again, xenobiotic means substance that is foreign to life. Well, these, again, xenobiotics are everywhere. And the, the problem with this is our exposure to them is very common. You really can't get away from it. I think it's fascinating that God gave us the system because he knew that we were going to be faced with toxins. Just know that we are faced with toxins from without. And even somewhat within, we create a little bit of toxic load, if you will, by just living. But the problem with it is, is our exposure is what is the problem because it becomes mm-hmm. so voluminous. And so we are what we eat. We know that. We are what we drink. We know that. But listen, we're also what we breathe, what we touch, and finally, what we cannot eliminate. So you become these things that you're around, and the things that you're around can affect you so incredibly powerfully that those things will become part of who you are. And uh, we know that people are toxic, and I, I know that from an emotional standpoint. But really, when you look at it, we have become toxic people as a people and that's become something that's really harming ourselves and harming our lives our lives just exponentially so this exposure is a big deal it's everywhere our job is to understand it eliminate it or minimize as best as possible and also prepare our bodies to deal with it as efficiently as possible and we'll talk about that in a little bit and how you can improve your ability to deal with all these toxicants xenobiotics and this massive amount of exposure Well, the other two things we always have to mention is toxicity is also what you think Mm -hmm. and what you say. So if we're eating, drinking, breathing, touching, thinking, saying things that are toxic, Mm. boy, the environment that we live in, these skin bags, doesn't doesn't stand much of a chance. Skin bag. She's a beautiful skin bag, right? Can you see that clearly? Temple? Temple's Temple's probably a better word. Yeah, temple. Skin bag sounds kind of like, yeah, but when you think about it, (laughs) temple, she's my beautiful temple. Skin temple, skin bag. (laughs) So what is the total toxic load? It's the sum of all parts. The total toxic load results from the total toxic exposure, all those things that we just mentioned, how much you're exposed to, minus the ability for your body to biotransform or detoxify, a simple word, eliminate, and excrete toxins is the total toxic load. So that's what you're left with. If your body cannot uh, biotransform it and eliminate it, you're left with this thing called the total toxic load. And that total toxic load is hanging around in your uh, fat cells. Mm -hmm. And guess what else is fat? Your brain. Your brain is a source for having toxicity hang out if we are not able to eliminate it. So again, understanding how toxic we are may affect our cognitive function, maybe part of why we're not thinking or firing on all cylinders. We have to really start to evaluate these xenobiotics, these toxic exposures, and get them out. Remember, the solution to pollution is dilution. Just stop the incoming agents. Stop the incoming agents and wash them out with more water, too. A lot of times people have symptoms of brain fog. You just don't think well, your your thinking is delayed, or you're you're searching for words that you once knew, or you're searching for names that you once knew. Many times that's keyed into this yeah. idea of a toxic 
um, burden that's really um, accumulating and sort of building up in your fat tissues of your brain. Just another way to remember that that sort of equation is is toxic load minus your ability to clear equals toxic burden. Toxic load minus your ability to clear equals toxic burden. That's just a good way to remember that. Now, when we look at the idea of the detoxification pathways or the biotransformation process, I want you to kind of examine this seemingly very complex diagram now called the liver detoxification pathways and supportive nutrients. Now, we've mentioned this once before. We're going to go into this a little bit deeper tonight because I want you to really understand this. Look to the left. You're going to see the word toxins. Now go right above that. You're going to see the word at the very top left corner, endotoxins, right below that, and then exotoxins. Endotoxins are those things that are going to be generated within us, endo within. Exo without, meaning those things that we're going to be exposed to from without us. So these exotoxins, you can see that list is quite a bit longer. Why is that important? Because we are going to be exposed to more exotoxins than we are endotoxins. Now, what can we do about endotoxins? Probably not a lot. Mm -hmm. But what can we do about exotoxins? Probably a lot. Look at all those in our agricultural. That's in our food supply. We're going to talk about our foods in just a moment and the toxic load they have in them. But right now, just suffice it to say that our food, our pharmaceuticals, our air, uh, materials that we're sitting on, we, we put on us, in us, breathe is really affecting us immensely. Now, when that happens, those things that are toxins, whether endo or exo, get into our system. And the body has a unique process called a biotransformation process mm -hmm. where the toxins will actually trigger, as you see there, going straight to the right from phase one, you're going to see the cytochrome P450 enzymes. Now, those are enzymes that God made. So those enzymes begin to be triggered upon the awareness of the presence of these toxins. And when they get triggered and they get induced, we see they begin to break down quickly, these toxins. And you can see right below that, all of those nutrients that are very apparent and needed in those things. And we'll talk about why those are important more in just a moment. But you can see there's a lot of vitamins and minerals and amino acids and things that are included in there. But those those toxic compounds go from toxins, which are fat soluble. You see right below the word toxins, you're going to see this word um, nonpolar or, or lipid soluble. So when you think of lipid soluble, just like Dr. Michelle said, think about those things getting absorbed in your fat tissue. So they get absorbed there if they don't get kicked out. But in the kick out process or the transformation process, they go from toxins to the right to intermediates, and then they're grabbed. In phase two, which is called conjugation, think conjugation joining together. The toxins are grabbed by a bouncer, you know, right? They get drunk, like in a bar, and the bouncer grabs the toxins. And in phase three, you go over there and you see the excretory derivatives. They're then excreted out of the urine in the feces or maybe the sweat, for example. So interestingly enough, if the toxins get clear, this is the transformation process. Now, when you when you look a little bit deeper, there is processes within the detox process which you kind of want to be aware of. Yeah, so if you see this slide there, you see uh, far to the left, that's phase one. Phase one is simply a process of oxidation, reduction, hydrolysis, hydration, and dehalogenation. And those processes will convert these toxins, if you will, into highly reactive 
intermediates. And those highly reactive intermediates, they're extremely tissue damaging. So if our bodies are not able to neutralize that through phase two with processes like sulfation, glucuronidation, glutathione conjugation, and even acetylation and methylation, they cannot convert them into inert waste products to be eliminated in the bile, the feces, and the urine. So they hang around. They're going to hang around and do tissue damage. So a person who may have genetic weaknesses in phase one or phase two, they're more likely to be unable to convert toxins into um, inert metabolites that can be eliminated. So that's where possibly testing your genetics to see if you're a person that needs to go through detoxification more than once a year, you might have to do it quarterly, definitely daily, eliminating the toxic load from actually coming in. Remember the solution to pollution is dilution, becoming aware of that toxic load so we can downregulate it and not even expose the body to it. If the body has weaknesses in areas that it needs you to support it. I don't know about you, but I don't sit down to dinner and go, do I have the nutrients that I need for phase one and phase two detoxification? On the previous slide, we saw that phase one and phase two are extremely nutrient dependent. So if we're not getting those nutrients every single day, and then these genetic enzyme systems run a little weak or they run a little fast, boy, now you can see how an individual is set up for chronic inflammatory diseases and even cancer. No question. When we look at the three phases of detox, just once again, we want to make sure you get this down. And the way it works is, remember, the, the, the exotoxins, they're to the right. You know, the think about the exposure. Uh, some people call that the exposome. Um, think about the sum of all parts, everything we talked about so far. And that comes into the body. The body has a way to clear it. So phase one, you see those P450 enzymes are induced. You see all those nutrients that are necessary through that, the B vitamins, the minerals, the branch chain, amino acids, the bioflavonoids and glutathione, those things are induced and we get those intermediate metabolites, which can create a problem. But our body says, hey, I've got an antioxidant system. We'll talk about that at some point. Fascinating. The show is really cool. But that's kind of a secondary process that can protect you. But if all goes well, the nutrients go from phase one to intermediate quickly they're conjugated and then they go into these less reactive metabolites, which are now water soluble going out through the bile or through the blood, kidney, urine, et cetera. And again, um, also through the sweat at some point. So, you know, this is a fascinating process and just quickly examine the amount of nutrients that are needed to drive this process. And that leads us to the point. If you're not getting the right nutrients in, to your body from eating right food or taking the right supplements, this process won't work and you'll become a toxic nightmare, not personality wise, I hope, but you'll become a toxic mm. nightmare inside and you'll have these mm. symptoms we talked about, fatigue, brain fog, weight gain, et cetera, which really a lot of people ask us, well, where can I start? It is wisdom to start right now. So that's why we created the 40 day reset program. It's all laid out for you. It's about $7.40-ish, I think, per day or something like that. Um, and that's not bad because we give you a detox kit that we're going to give you with 28 specific meals already packed in them, three supplements that are going to help supply all the nutrients we just talked about mm -hmm. to help you get those processed and toxins moving. We give you food guide. We give you all of the therapeutic levels of vitamin D, K, uh, omega-3 fatty acids. We give you 
homeopathy that helps you push out those toxins more efficiently, helps you uh, maintain muscle tissue and drive out body fat. And how cool is that? All that is in a pre-designed plan for you. And you can find that right there at Sherwood.tv forward slash 40. And we really encourage you to do that. Uh, Don't wait until the first of the year. The New Year's resolution should not begin January 1st. They should begin today, right now. So I encourage you with all we are to go right now to Sherwood.tv 40 uh, forward slash 4040 and get that 40-day reset plan going right now. We can't wait to work with you on that. Also, a reminder, if you want kind of an overview of our philosophies and patterns and all the things that we do, you can also get a free um, booklet, if you will, an ebook that talks about all we do, our books, our movies, uh, all of our programs, including the 40-day are in there that you can see as well, sherwood.tv forward slash free. So you got two links there, sherwood.tv forward slash 40, sherwood.tv forward slash free. Avail yourself to those, and we would love to have you join us in this health revolution. Hope and Health is brought to you today by our online course, Hormones. Understand and balance your hormones naturally. Hormones get blamed for various symptoms and they get too much credit as a fix for ailments. Just go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. Here are just a few areas we cover in 17 sessions of this comprehensive and practical course. Symptoms and causes of hormone imbalance. Cortisol, the stress management hormone. Thyroid, the metabolism hormone. DHEA, the sex hormone producer. Estrogen, the female sex hormone. Progesterone, the mother hormone. Testosterone, the male sex hormone. And restoring hormone balance. Go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. We are grateful you're joining us tonight here on this wonderful Thanksgiving edition of Hope and Health. Uh, When I think about Thanksgiving, I think of um, a fruit that is out there many times. And I see, you know, it's like the the cherries and the cherry pie or something like that. Well, we are really intended to be fruit inspectors in this earth. What I mean by that, the importance of fruit inspection is critical. Why is it important? Well, you can find out the answer right here in this simple verse passage found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Now, listen carefully to this. This is important for such a time as this. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or are figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. You will recognize them by their fruits. Now, what is meant by that? Jesus was really... um, an expert, of course, in teaching in parables, where you understand. And this is clear. We know that we can't go to a 
thorn bush and expect to pick berries off, nor can we go to a rose bush and expect to find apples growing on that. We can't go to um, an oak tree and expect pears to be growing from that tree. It doesn't work. It's completely off. And today we have to pay attention to what we're doing and where we're going and where we're getting our information. The Bible's clear that there would be false prophets in the last days that will share a good word, but it's absolutely a lie that will get you going down the right a pathway, but it's the wrong pathway that leads you to death. The interesting thing in this parable, this story, is that when you have a person that looks like a sheep but is inside a wolf, the only way to tell them apart is to really examine the fruit. Are they bearing good fruit? If they look like an apple tree, but they're not bearing apples. If they look like a berry bush, but they're not bearing berries, in either case, it's false and it's a false prophet. This is how you'll know them by their fruits. Now, when I think about the world today, I'm thinking about all the the quote unquote buildings where people meet. We call it churches, but we know the church is us. And I just want to give you a bit of truth right now. I want you to think about this. If you're going to a building, And you're gathering together and somebody who claims to be the leader of that group or maybe a shepherd, let's call him a pastor, and is telling you that you have to do A, B, C to come in here um, that doesn't match up with scripture. That is a ravenous wolf in sheep's clothing. Therefore, that's a false prophet. Therefore, you will know them by their fruits. Now, let me give you a couple things that you can look at. If a pastor out there is preaching fear. We know fear doesn't come from God. That is a ravenous wolf in sheep's clothing. Now, I'm not saying they're a non-Christian or a Christian. That's not the point. The point is you will know them by their fruits. Now, no one called us to be the judge. I'm not to judge you. You're not to judge me. But we are called to be a fruit inspector. That's why Jesus tells us the importance of fruit inspection. If it doesn't look like a duck, walk like a duck, and swim in the water like a duck. It's not a duck. And we need to understand that words mean very little these days. If words are not matched up with actions, and I talked about that last week, if words aren't backed up with actions, the words are nothing more than hollow, clanging gongs. They mean nothing anymore. And we're full of this in the world today. There are people that are out there just like talking heads. They do nothing other than talk. They don't do anything with it. There's no actions that are concurrent or congruent with those those words. And so this is what we're talking about with this idea of being a fruit inspector. And I'm serious about this, folks. We had to become such an expert in this because it's hard to tell. If you don't know the word of God, which is why we always go through these um, passages with you and give you spiritual teaching, you can and will be led astray because in the last days, there'll be many who are led astray. There'll be many false prophets. Many will be claiming that they are special or or God or the Messiah or Jesus, and they're not. They are not. And so this is important. Just think about this thing that Jesus is saying. And what do you do if you see someone that is not bearing fruit? Is it your job to go call them out? Not necessarily. However, maybe. So on the not necessarily side, Don't look for reasons to call people out. That's the wrong angle. On the potentially, possibly side, 
if God has you in a relationship with someone, you have a good relationship with them, and you you see something that is an error or something that is um, a, a, not a fruit that should be, you pray through that, and you make sure that you have the blank out of your own eye before you try to go get the speck out of theirs. Now, if you have a piece about that, go to them in private and say, hey, um, friend, I want to bring this to your attention. Let's let's discuss this. Don't be accusatory. Do not be judgmental and do not be inflammatory. Do it all in love. And when you do, you'll find out that there's receptivity. Now, if there's not receptivity, let's follow the biblical example. You bring a witness to them. Boom. And you you confront at that point. Now, if they don't repent after doing that process, just that's it. You have to learn to love people from a distance, forgive them and move on. If that's a pastor that you brought that to and it's not causing any repentance, any action of that, find a new place to meet. Seriously, because I have heard it enough today. Many pastors out there are giving you questionnaires on symptomatology. And if you have the wrong symptoms, you can't come and meet. Or pastors are saying you must meet and wear a mask. Uh, You must have a vaccine to come into our congregation. Folks, these are things that are not of God. And I'm going to be clear about that. Jesus did not take vaccines. He did not wear a mask. Am I saying that vaccines are bad or masks are bad? Not necessarily in certain conditions, but to mandate those things within the context and under the cover of God is not good fruit. That is not fruit at all. That is absolutely demonic um, demonic fruit, which Satan is always about substitution. So become an expert fruit inspector. And when you become an expert fruit inspector, you'll have discernment. You'll know where to go, what to say, when to say it, who to be around, and most importantly, who not to be around. Friends, that's the importance of fruit inspection. Hey, so we're going to talk about a principle I think is very important, the multiplication process. You know, in the times of Thanksgiving, you think about the settlers, the the, um, the pilgrims, and they didn't have much at all. But they, they were um, eventually shown how to plant by the Indians, and they had this Thanksgiving dinner. It was not about gluttony, but through the gratitude process. Through the Thanksgiving process, there was multiplication. Now, this is not a Thanksgiving method, but it can apply to that. So I want to really hammer home a point with this multiplication process with a story that is found in the book of John, verses 1 through 13. So listen carefully. We're going to break this down to four sections. So it's a third, it's 14 verses, but just we're going to break it down and get a little brief, brief commentary on this. So um, here we go. Um, let's, let's begin right here. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing things on the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then and seeing that the large crowd was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? Interesting enough, Jesus already knows the answer. He sometimes asks us questions so that we will seek him for the answer, but he's not actually trying to trap us. He's trying to ask us, do you understand the relationship you have with me that I am the answer? So in this context, we're seeing a bunch of people 
who've been listening all day. They're very hungry. They've been out there, and there were 5,000 of them, as we'll see in a moment. And he asked Philip, one of the disciples, the question, well, where are you going to get the food for these people? And it's interesting, you know, when you when you think about this passage, the provision question is really a question that's paramount to all of us today. Well, how are we going to do that? Where are we going to get that? How's God going to provide that? So this question that we have, how's God going to provide, should be answered inside of us. And this is why there was a, a question posed to Philip. Philip, But Jesus answers right now clearly on why he asked Philip that question. It's a question for all of us. He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, said to him, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for the so many that are here? Interestingly enough, Jesus asked them the question, well, where are we going to get enough food for all these people? And they still didn't know. But I want you to pay attention. The question of provision is asked. But where does the provision come from? Here's a boy who has five loaves and two fish. Can you imagine the scene? A little boy says, well, hearing the conversation go back and forth. And I want you to picture this. Little boy says, I got this. I got this. Can you imagine the disciples kind of pushing back? Ah, get away from me. It's just not much. Then finally, you know, <laughs> one of them says, uh, Andrew says, well, there's a boy here that's got five loaves and two fish. I almost think that was a question. And I can't go into Andrew's heart. I don't know the man, but um, I will one day. But you can't go into his heart and know that he was kidding or trying to test Jesus. So what are you going to do with this, Master? Let's see how good you are. A couple of things I want you to keep in mind here. God uses the small things of the world to supply, to supply the large things for people. The boy was willing. You may have a small gift, not thinking it means a lot. You'll give the amount you have. You'll find out that God will do something extraordinary with it. Watch what happens when the little boy's gift that was offered, the small gift, was put into the hands of Jesus. We're talking about the question of provision. How's God going to do it? And now we have a little tiny gift that was offered that didn't seem like much. But watch what happens. Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. When we put into Jesus' hands what we have, though it might seem small, he will bless that. It is blessed. It is a thankful moment because he's thankful when we give him all we have. The little boy with five loaves and two fish gave all he had. I'm sure it was his mom and dad's gift to him for the day. Or maybe he gathered it up and said, look what I've got. We need to be like that every day to be willing and able like the little boy. It's when we're willing and able, we give it up to Jesus and he blesses it. When he blesses it, he exponentially multiplies it so that other people will be blessed through him. Now, our gift, the small gift that may not seem like much, is used as the catalyst for blessing for many. So we're designed to give up what we have, that small amount that seems like nothing, to become something in the eyes of God. Not only were the five loaves and two fish multiplied, 
it was multiplied so much that all the people ate until they were satisfied. Isn't that crazy? Watch what happens next as we're talking about this principle of multiplication. And then when they had eaten their fill, he told the disciples, gather up the leftover fragments that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled up 12 baskets with fragments from the barley loaves left by those who had eaten. Can you imagine what Philip, who was asked the first question, was saying to himself? Can you imagine what Andrew, can you imagine the eyes of those disciples going, oh my gosh, five loaves and two fishes. Now we got five baskets or 12 basketfuls of leftovers after the people ate all they wanted. But it was all done because of a couple of things I want you to keep in mind. Number one, when you put your small gift in the hands of Jesus, he will bless it and multiply that exponentially to bless the world through your willingness to give away what you have. Number two, the provision is always up to God. Even though it seems like there's no way, he always has the way. He always has a way. And it always gives more than you could ever imagine. And number three, when God multiplies something, he does it in an exponential way. But it is so big and so massive massive that there's plenty left over for everybody so there's no way we could ever say that he didn't have his hand on that can you imagine that happening today in our world if we just give up what we have a little bit so that god can use the rest that's what we're calling you to do to give up what you have to give the gift of life to sacrifice every day to give what you can physically emotionally spiritually and financially to help now when you do that the principle of multiplication, if it's given to God, giving him the glory, will always create an exponential return on your investment to bring glory to him. That's what his glory ministries is all about. So in closing, we just want you to understand we've covered a lot of things tonight, detoxification and the lifestyle connection. We've covered uh, why you know nut nutrition is important, the quality of supplements, et cetera. We've covered the importance of fruit inspections. And finally, we've talked about this wonderful principle called multiplication principle. Just reminders as we close tonight, we hope you're enjoying these Health and Hope TV series. And we look forward to seeing you next Thursday, of course. As a reminder, our 40-day plan can be found at sherwood.tv forward slash 40. You can get the supplements that we talked about tonight, sherwood.tv forward slash his glory. And you can get our free ebook that talks about all that we do. There's a bunch more than we talked about tonight at sherwood.tv forward slash free. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll look forward to seeing you next Thursday, same time, same place, right here on his glory. See you next time. The name of this podcast is Hope and Health for a Reason. With simple, consistent changes, you'd be amazed at the results we see in patients every day. There is hope for you. Give your body the healthy food it was created to enjoy, and it will thank you. The same goes for what you feed your mind. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our newsletter at Sherwood.tv to stay positive in a negative world. And remember to enroll on our hormones course at sherwood.tv forward slash hormones. It includes a free ebook and a $20 discount on hormone related treatments. If you don't live near our clinic in Tulsa, that's no problem. We treat patients from around the world. Thank you again for listening. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. 
Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.